TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, welcome. I am Bart Winkler, David Shepard alongside. Great to have you. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. We've got a massive weekend this weekend. In fact, super is the adjective that they want to call it. Super Wild Card Weekend. That's a, that's the actual branding. There's six games now. It spans across three days. Super Wild Card Weekend. I don't know. I I feel like well, there's already a Super Bowl, so I'm going to stop myself because I was just going to. It kind of well, works. I, 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 I was just going to say like Super is such a dumb name for a branding, I, I, and then and then I just remember it's called the Super Bowl. Hmm. You like Super Wild Card Weekend? I think it's applic- that- I think it's applicable because now we have more teams than ever before the last three years, right? So it kind of applies. Yeah, but then they call it Super Bowl, right? Super. So, so it kind of plays into itself, right? Like we, we always think of. Now here's the issue I really have. If you really want to get into the weeds of this, when they call it World Champion. That, call call it any adjective you want to describe the weekend. It's football. It's playoffs. You and I both know this, and you have mentioned this, and rightfully so. Sports is not the same when we don't have football. It's just not. It doesn't have the same zest. So let's, I mean, let's call it super every weekend, for God's sakes. But the question is, should they be called world champions when they win the Super Bowl? Mm. Like the World Series. Yeah, but there's the world only, but, champions. Yeah. Mm. But it should, by the way. World Baseball Classic, that mm. is truly your world champion. Yes. Not the World Series champion. I, um, you know what's interesting about this? This is the exact kind of thing that I would get mad at. Right. But for some reason, I just can't. Well, it's because you and I are such likable people. <laughs> it doesn't seem that acerbic when it comes out of our mouths. Well, it's like yeah, you can't you can't win in America and then call yourselves the world champions. You really you really can't though, and, but, and, you, and you can't give the argument. Well, you have two three international players, so therefore it is the world. But I just can't get myself to get mad about it. I was more mad last night when the college football playoffs were putting twenty twenty four on the field in the jerseys, even <laughs> though it's the twenty twenty three season, and that's what was on their hats. Well, they want to get rid of Harbaugh as soon as possible. So they're already foreshadowing what 2024 is going to look like without him. Yeah, that's what made me mad. The world world thing should make me mad, but it doesn't. Not going to pick a fight about it. You know who I did hear almost pick a fight today? If I 
heard correctly, or I don't even know that Connor was trying. Connor's in California. <laughs> Connor called up Jr. earlier tonight, right? And then all of a sudden, Jr. and Hickey were making plans to come fight you. This is like the nicest guy to Connor in California. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Did I, no did way. I get that right? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh yeah, you got it all right. What happened? Every oh, he was all joking, but I apparently you, you he were saying you like Shep. You were saying well, you like Shep, and then I do and like Shep, and I said I liked his uh, producer too. And, well, but then uh, they wanted to fight was, you. Well, he thought I was insinuating that I didn't like his producer. I was like, I, uh, I love your producer. He seems very lively, and he did. When I called in, he, he had a lot of energy. So I liked him, but, hey, I don't know. I don't know, but he was joking, but he just thought I was insinuating that I hated his producer. Well, I don't know what happened, but I, I heard that, and it escalated quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. And but, then, oh, yeah. I didn't play it entirely. I forgot. I said, I said, Shep would defend me. And then John said, well, yeah, the guy who said he could beat Mike Tyson in a fight. Yeah, he would. Wait a minute. Oh. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. JR is taking a subtle jab at me. Is is that what you're saying, Connor? That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah I did hear oh, that. I can, I can play it. I can play it for oh, you. Man. I can play oh, that part. I, I, take, I take your word for it. See, I, I always thought JR saw the best in me. I always thought he saw my utmost potential. Um, I was kind of wrong on that. So this I whole think time, you could. You know what? I think you could take him. This whole time, JR thought Mike Tyson 100% would take me in a fight. Is that what you're saying? Wait, what, you think you think you could beat Mike Tyson in a fight? In 2024? Yeah, he said that, that, he Bart, said that uh, a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, Bart, in, 20, in, in 2024, I do. If if we're talking if we're talking eighties Tyson with Customato, if we're talking Tyson when he was biting Holyfield's here, of course not. No way. I couldn't last no, a you minute. Said, with him you anyway. said you could beat him present Today, time. Yeah, Bart, I remember see, that. Yeah, Bart, you, you you see how he takes care of his body these days. I'm I'm not worried. I don't I don't know, man. I I think I would workshop that one some more. Bart, he's almost sixty years old. He doesn't take care of himself the way guys like Jerry Rice and Daryl Green do. Uh God knows what he's on these days. I could take him in a fight. I'm so no. you th- you must think his his punch, his right hand. Like, what do you think it is? One percent of what it used to be. No, I'm even not, if no, it's one percent of no, what it used. I'm not saying but that. even if it is, if, well, you will die. He will hit you, and you will be dead. But here's the thing: he's got to land it, and he's got to catch me first. I, I I run Bart. I run marathons. Like, I, I you know I played I played college basketball. Like I'm a I'm a damn good athlete. I'm not Mike Tyson kind of athlete, but we're talking about Mike Tyson who was lifetimes removed from where he was in the 80s, 90s, and even 2000s. Mike Tyson hasn't taken care of himself the way that he should have. Now, he did have that exhibition with Roy Jones Jr. not too long ago, but even that's a far cry from where he is today. I'm not even sure you could beat Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson punch out right now. Oh, oh he could. Bart, man, man, Connor, Bart and JR swinging for me tonight. No pun intended. They, are, they do not have faith in you, man. I'm sorry if 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 there's a fight between present day Mike Tyson and Shep, like I will, I will take out whatever I have in my kids' college fund to put it on Mike Tyson. Why are you guys oh so? Lord. Why are you guys so confident in a guy that does oh not take? This take, isn't this isn't like oh I could beat, uh, I could beat uh, Jerry Rice in a race. Well, or something, you know what? Or, I, I have a, I have much worse of an opportunity and chance to beat Jerry Rice in a race because he because he was an elite wide receiver and he was running faster than anybody down the middle and he takes care of his body. Mike Tyson does not. Guys, welcome think, to I, the I, show I, of Mister Negative. I, I just I just don't think you lose that jab. Okay, I mean you, you got to be able to also have the quickness and the foot speed to deliver a jab. 
And Mike Tyson doesn't have that. And listen, I, so I, are you fighting him, or is he just punching you? No, I mean if if it's a, if it's a fight, like I, I'm going to be able to out. I'm going to tire him out. I'm going to rope a dope. I'm, by the way, oh, this, so you're going to Homer Simpson this yeah, guy? Yeah. By the way, Bart, like like just I, stand you, there and get punched till he gets tired. I, I think you know me well enough, Connor. I think you know me well enough. Like this is not a bit. Like I I really like what I say. I mean, I really believe if I fought Mike Tyson now, near 60 years old, the guy probably has 25 percent body fat. He's not going to be able to stay with me in the ring. Now, he could still land a punch harder than I could. I'll give you that. But you got to move in the boxing ring, too. It's an endurance sport. It's why guys don't fight past the age of 50 unless you're Bernard Hopkins or George Foreman. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, George Foreman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I have faith I'm, in you, Chef. Thank you, Connor. Connor, thank you. I knew you meant it when you said it all those years ago. But Th- thank you, Connor. I appreciate that. I'm disappointed in Jr. And you can clip this audio off, Connor, and send it to the Jr. Sport Brief. Please. I will. I will, I will personally. I will have him listen to it thank tomorrow. You. And, I, and I love Jr. But I, I, I am. I am incredibly disappointed that he doesn't have enough faith in me to go against Mike Tyson and be a man of my word I when I say I have to even, take somebody I on. think I have even less faith. I'm kind of. I'm kind of getting that. I'm kind of getting that point. I'm kind of disappointed in you too right now, Bart. Bart, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what'd you call about otherwise, Connor? Um, sorry for the digress. Um. I'm talking about the NFL bracket, uh, the pigskin challenge they're having on ESPN. I filled out my bracket, and I want to tell it to you. Oh, sure. We don't get anything better to do. Go ahead. Uh, well, I am the uh, mashed potatoes to your turkey and stuffing, so. <laughs> All right. Up. That's fair. That's Eat fair. up. Yum, yum. Yeah, right. uh, yum, yum. <laughs> AFC. All right. Let's see. I got Ravens by week. So I got the Texans, beat. I got the Texans losing to the Browns. The Chiefs losing to uh, winning against the Dolphins. All right. Uh, Bills beating the Steelers, and then then we go into the next round. And I got the Ravens beating the Browns. Obviously, uh, I got the Bills beating the Chiefs, and mm. then the Ravens beating the Bills. Um, NFC. I got Niners come out on top of all NFC, but I got the Buccaneers beating the Eagles, Lions beating the Rams, Cowboys beating the Packers. Uh, for the next round, I got Niners beating the Bucks, Cowboys beating the Lions, and then I got the Niners beat the Cowboys and Niners beat the Ravens in the bowl. That's a little chalky, Connor. Uh, I don't think so, and the majority of the uh, human population doesn't think so. What do you mean? That's you got Niners Ravens Super Bowl. Everyone's got that. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know what you mean by uh, it sounds a little chalky. Oh, chalky, chalky just means like you're taking the favorites. Oh, oh, well, yeah, of course I am. I, I don't want to, if I'm betting money, I don't want to lose any, which I'm not. That's illegal, but I'm not that well, kind of guy. Not. But, uh, but I, mean, I think he is, they give you money if you win, I think. Yeah, $75,000 in prizes. Whoa. Yeah, All big right. money. Well, I'm going to sign up myself. Yeah, absolutely do it. I want to go against your bracket. Join right. the Sports Center group. Okay, I will. Yeah, absolutely do it. All right, I'm in. Connor, thanks, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, love your show. Love you, Shep. Have a great night or morning, I guess. You too, Whatever. Connor. Connor, thanks. Thanks for the call, Connor. Uh, yeah, a little chalky there on the bracket. I there's got to be there's got to be a big upset coming. I could think maybe my Packers go in. They have beaten the Cowboys nine of the last ten times. Um, the Dolphins, I would love to take the Dolphins, but I don't like that it's going to be negative one degree. 
Rams and Lions is the game that I'm having a harder time trying to figure out. I think the Lions can do it, but the Rams, that is like the worst possible team for Detroit to play. Not only because of Matt Stafford, but also the Rams, you know, they're going to come in house money. Kyron Williams is running the ball all over people. Puka Nakua stepped up, thought it was a flash in the pan. It is not rookie records. Cooper cup, Matt Stafford, that connection is back. I don't know. It's going to be, you know what? This wildcard weekend is going to be super. I've been saying it for a long time. They should call it that. Uh, Benjamin's in Texas. Hello, Benjamin. Hey there, boss. How you doing? Hey, what's up? Hey, so I just wanted to call and, you know, MVP ballots are going in and everything. And I feel like it's a little bit of a controversy where we sit and talk about the quarterbacks nowadays. Obviously, you know, you have Lamar and Dak as the front runners. But where do we, where do we sit on Josh Allen? Uh, obviously, you know, he's a superhuman. Like, he, he plays, like, incredible. But also, he has the worst turnover ratio of any quarterback the last two years in a row. Uh, where, where does that kind of, like, draw him back? I mean, amazing. You know, he went for, what was it, 400 yards his last game, but still threw two picks. How, did, how does that discredit him in any way? Well, I think what's funny about him, too, is people, the, the waves on Josh Allen, like the, the waves of sentiment, rush very quickly. If he has a good game, we hype him up very, very strongly. And then if he has a bad game in prime time, then it's like, oh, Josh Allen stinks. And we look at the turnovers. And then if he has a good game again, we're all back in on Josh Allen. So it oscillates very quickly. I think that you have to look at, to me, MVP means most valuable player. And I figure that is valuable to your team. I think that Josh Allen is very valuable to his team. I think that Lamar Jackson is the most valuable. And then I would probably put Josh, then maybe Dak. I'm putting I'm putting Jordan Love in some consideration. And I put Christian McCaffrey before I put before I put uh Purdy. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it obviously hurts because people bring it up all the time, but now what has happened is they've won five games in a row and that kind of outweighs any of that. I think. Yeah, it's it's definitely the hardest part because, I mean, for MVP, you need to win a lot of games. You don't see, like, look at the Heisman. You don't usually see a team that loses a whole lot of games have a contender up there. It's just such a, you know, such a finicky thing, uh, the recency, uh, kind of a bias towards players like that. It's just, it's so hard for me to sit there, and I think Josh Allen, for me, is right there. Like, he, he's obviously a, a very valuable piece for his team. I don't think that you put in many quarterbacks there, and he does, they do nearly the same job that Josh has done in Buffalo. Um, but it's just so hard for me to be able to consider him just, you know, one of the best in the NFL right now when he has the striking issues he has. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Benjamin, thanks for the call. I think that with uh, the MVP race, and I touched on this a little last night, I don't like that it's a season-long narrative. It is a season-long award, and it is something to talk about for a few minutes and maybe get a segment out of. But I think the best properly kind of determine who – should get it is to is to if there was a way for our brains to not think about it at all until the end of the season and then to look back on what the season was because then I think you would get like I mentioned Jordan Love with the Packers they made the playoffs nine and eight they're the youngest team to ever make the playoffs there should be some consideration there I think Josh Allen should get a little more consideration than he's gonna Lamar Jackson I still think either way wins but he kind of won the MVP award 
because of the narrative where it was maybe Dak for a while and then Tua and then uh, Josh Allen and then they lose. So then it's Brock Purdy. But then, uh, you know, the, the Niners beat the Eagles. So there was no more Jalen. It's Purdy. And then the Ravens beat the Niners. So then it's Lamar Jackson. If we could just look at it at the end of the year, it really bothers me in the NBA. The NFL, I don't think fans or the media, like it is certainly a topic of conversation. And it's interesting. I mean, who was the best player that year? Who was the most valuable player that year? In the NBA, though, the league itself is putting out MVP ladders that last week of October. I mean, we were so focused. We're so hyper-focused on who the MVP is and who advanced and who moved up. And I just think, like, a 30-game snapshot isn't the same as an 82-game snapshot, and a five-game snapshot isn't the same. And are you saying, Bart, don't ever have this conversation. I'm kind of saying yes until the end of the season. If we truly want to come in and look at the award, it's a lot better to stand up high and look down and see everything with a bird's eye view than kind of be in the weeds and seeing this and seeing this and be influenced. Like we get influenced by it too. If a team plays on prime time, oh, MVP, they're, they're more likely to be considered MVP. If a guy has an MVP like performance Sunday at one o'clock, on a game that nobody's watching, we we don't know. We see a little bit on red zone, maybe some highlights, but that's it. I think the MVP award, if we could get our brains to not worry about it until the end, it would serve the award better. I understand that that's impossible, and I'm like the only one who maybe even wants it to be that way, but I do think it would help serve the true intention of the award. If that answered your question, 855-212-4227. Much more NFL to discuss throughout the evening with Super Wildcard Weekend coming up. Some coaching vacancies. Again, it's a whole buffet here of uh, really sports topics. We're kind of eating off the NFL section right now, and that's fine. More coming up, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. If you're stuck in a timeshare and you want out, contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at WesleyFinancialGroup.com. Super wild card weekend is coming up this weekend. There's also a lot of coaches possibly on the move. Where's Jim Harbaugh going to go? Is he going to go anywhere? Where's Bill Belichick going to go? Is he going to go anywhere? The Titans job is open all of a sudden. Who's going there? Where's Mike Vrabel going? So many moving pieces, more than we thought coming into this morning with that Vrabel news coming just before lunchtime. Very interesting day today in the NFL. Still reports we're not quite sure if they're going to happen or not. Bears got a guy. You're going to fire him. Interim coaches, are you going to – I think Antonio Pierce is really the one that can kind of have a shot to to pick that up. I'm sorry, Giff Smith is not getting hired. Chris Tabor, Tabor, Tambourine, I, he's not He's not getting it in Carolina. So 
We'll find out what happens. Kevin is in Baltimore, 855-212-4227. Kevin. Cool, Bart. How you doing, my man? Good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. I uh, love the segment, my man. I uh, I had made a, a little bit of a bold prediction, um, but I, I feel like it really holds true. I really like the Rams, and I like them for a lot of reasons, like a lot of folks. They came to Baltimore in, you know, not really ideal conditions, still managed to put up 31 on us, lost a close game to a, a return kick um, to the house by Tyler Wallace. But uh, they're really set up in a tough physical manner. Cooper Cup is very deceptive. He kind of runs around a little bit like he ain't really participating. And then all of a sudden, bam, touchdown. But uh, I really do give them a real good shot, despite them having a couple of finicky games lately. And uh, I think they're going to test everybody in the NFC this playoff season. Now, they, you know, bold prediction, but what I saw compared to what we've done to a lot of these other top-tier teams really makes me believe that they're fit to go after the title. And uh, see the one caller, please don't ever put Dak Prescott's name next to Lamar's. They're not even close to the same type quarterbacks. <laughs> well, all right, that's fair enough. And I guess that's a good point. Uh, if you're going to look at, thanks for the call, Kevin. If you're going to look at trying to figure out who's better than who, we do this in college a lot. We look at common opponents. And the Baltimore Ravens this year did welcome three different NFC teams into their stadium this year. Uh, we know that Lamar does very well against NFC teams for whatever reason, only losing once Christmas night. They beat San Francisco on the road. They also beat Arizona, but Detroit came in there in October and Detroit had been playing very well at that time. Uh, and Detroit lost 38 to six Seattle comes in two weeks later and they lose 37 to three. And I remember thinking when the Rams came in there, well, this is going to be the same thing. And this is what the Ravens do. NFC team comes in. They just, they destroy them at home. And this game went to overtime, as he mentioned, 37-31 with a punt return to seal it. And if you're going to look at that, that's not, that's not bad. That's, that's actually something you can use. That's, that's a piece of information that you can use to try to figure it out. Uh, the Ravens are a nice benchmark too for that. So, there will be there will be people making predictions about the Rams beating the Lions that will do so with a lot less rationale. Um, I think that it's just so like in, in trying to in trying to come up with these predictions, which we'll do, and you know Connor did his bracket, and and we'll try to figure out and have those by the end of the weekend, or you know maybe they'll come out as we talk. You try to get a feel on different games. Sometimes it's more of a feel. Sometimes it's a belief sometimes what you want to happen kind of seeps in and that ends up being what you predict or bad and you know none of us that are making these predictions are it's not the end of the world if we get it wrong but you predict the games whether you're gonna unless you bet a lot of money you know do it cautiously uh, if you're into that but just in trying to like well what do you expect what, what do you expect I expect the Lions to do well in the playoffs they've worked very hard for this they've gotten better each and every year uh, I think they are good at home. 
I think that they have a lot of explosive weapons. They've got a great one-two running back combo. Sam Laporta being hurt is going to hurt their tight end. Jared Goff's been playing a lot better. This is a team that, kind of like Dallas on the road, kind of iffy. At home, very much a threat. But it's the Rams. And it's Matt Stafford. And even without Matt Stafford, even without him ever playing for the Lions, that's a team that I think can go to toe-to-toe with them. So that's going to be really, really interesting. There are some people that looked at the initial matchups and you think Rams-Lions is the Sunday night one. Why, why, why would that be the Sunday night one? I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a very tense game. I think the Lions are going to be playing with more to lose than the Rams are, which is going to be unfortunate. Because the Lions, like, there's more pressure on the Lions. And you have your old quarterback, who you've rooted for, now coming in. And he's going to have no pressure. What, was he going to come in and and lose? Okay, well, they've got a Super Bowl a couple years ago, and it was nice to be back in Detroit and see everybody. All right, season's over. Yeah, one, two, three, Cancun. But there's more pressure on Detroit. And that's where some of these upsets happen. That's where some of these road teams can find a way to get past um, as a lower seed. So that's going to be interesting. The Ravens example is a good piece of evidence and one I will probably steal and give you no credit when I do my actual predictions later in the week. Now I'll I'll, come on. Eric is in Texas talking some coaches. What's up, Eric? Hey, super host, super producer, super (laughs) Marco Belletti. I hope you guys are all having a wonderful new year. Um, I would just first of all, I want to say if Chef's taking that super beet juice, which a lot of marathon runners take, and because uh, it does, it passes a drug test. I, I think he would smoke Mike Tyson. So uh, that's that's my first hot take. That's on drugs, fans, but on drugs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Second second hot take is this. Listen, hear me out, Bart. Uh, Dallas's coach is known for their team is first in penalties in all the NFL, and he's a horrible time management guy. So if they were to lose to the Packers, but in effect when they lose to the Packers and he McCarthy gets fired, they get Vrabel uh, for five years. Uh, as much as I hate the Packers, I think I would take that. And let me tell you why. Wow, uh, Greg was Greg was talking to you earlier about what, why is Jim Harbaugh so special? It's because he his players will die for him, and I think the same is true with Mike Vrabel. So uh, I would be thrilled to have a coach like that. What do you think, Bart? The Dallas Cowboys have about as good of a shot as they have had in a while to make a Super Bowl run, and you would you would willingly see it come crashing down. Just for Mike Vrabel? I would if I could lock him up for five years. Wow. Because I don't think the Cowboys have a chance against the 49ers. I'm sorry. Purdy's on this rookie contract and that team is stacked. I just don't see it. I do feel like McCarthy, his job is on the line, though, on Sunday. He's got to win that game. I, I agree. Yeah. that that's I'm talking about pressure. All right, Eric. Thanks for the call, man. We're talking about, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I have a good one, Eric. I cut you off. When you're talking about pressure, you've got, you're the home team. 
and you're Mike McCarthy, and you've got um, the Green Bay Packers, the team that you used to play. And Green Bay in Jerry World in this new building has never lost. They've won their Super Bowl there. They've won regular season games there. They won a playoff game there. The Packers, as far as I can remember, have not lost in that building. Packers have beat the Cowboys nine of the last ten times. They lost to them in Green Bay in 2014, the Des Diddy catch it game. They lost to the Packers in 2016 uh, in the playoffs, and now they're going to see him here again. McCarthy, first year, six and ten, then twelve and five, twelve and five, twelve and five. They have won one playoff game under him. That was in Tampa Bay uh, last year. And so while they're a good regular season team, if they lose to the Packers, and Jerry Jones was asked about it. He was asked earlier this week about McCarthy's future with the team, and Jerry Jones says, we'll see how each game goes. We'll see how each game goes is about the least confident thing I've ever heard an owner say. And we've always thought, since Mike McCarthy got that job, the consensus has been, when is he going to get fired? I mean, we thought it'd be Sean Payton. We think it could be Jim Harbaugh. Some people were saying Deion Sanders earlier this season. Now you got Mike Vrabel out there. Maybe Jerry wants to give Bill Belichick a spin. But Mike McCarthy has always seemed to be like, you know, squatting in somebody else's house before the real owners come back. And I think that Dallas should win this game. CeeDee Lamb should go for 200 yards against the Packers secondary in this game, but this is another one of those games. Um, and again, I'm, I'm as a Packer fan, I'm trying to be as impartial as I can. I am going to predict Dallas, but I could very easily see green Bay winning this game. And if they do Shep, I think that's gotta be the end of McCarthy. It's Bart. So it's so interesting. You bring this up as you're saying this, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way Jerry Jones is this stupid that he was lay his out coach there to dry. And one bad game could be the end of him. Because no coach is going to be comfortable with that. And they have, like you said, the most opportunistic time in the last 20, 25 years to make an NFC championship run. So here's what I'm going to suggest to you. Now, you know he does a weekly hit on Odyssey? I do. He is the second most accessible NFL owner besides me. <laughs> right? I, I'm thinking to myself... Who loves the spotlight more than Jerry Jones in the NFL? No, he does a radio hit once a week. Right. I do four hours every night. That's that's a fair point. I own the Packers, for those that don't know. So, I'm one of many. I'm a co-owner. That's, that is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Do you So he, he, there's no – and so what his position is that the media ran with this, and it's not reflective of all of how he feels about Mike McCarthy, the actual coach. And I know Dan Quinn is looming, but would you want to hear the audio now or do you want to hear it on the other side? Oh, I, I'm always eager to hear Jerry Jones. I right. no need to no need to tease out Jerry Jones. Okay, this is uh, this is 105.3 The Fan, and uh, Bart, you sure you want to hear an eighty something year old uh, gravel? Well, I do because that's going to lead my to my next point. Here we go. Uh, Coach McCarthy's under contract for next year. Uh, secondly, I couldn't be more pleased with what he's done and how he's coached. I certainly haven't sat down here right in the middle of the playoffs and started talking to him about something like a contract or something like that. Yeah. 
And so the last thing that I want to do is spend any time talking with him about these kinds of things on agreements, extension of agreements, especially when I've got one. Gary, I think our interpretation didn't uh, come from expecting an extension. I think we took the we'll see how each game goes as, well, maybe he could be not with the Cowboys anymore if the playoffs don't go right. Well, I'm so sorry (laughs) that media – uh, might interpret <laughs> what I say differently. That's that's rare. I don't have that happen very often. <laughs> you don't really think I'm going to discuss this damn press conference? <laughs> well, we, we had we had to ask you about it. <laughs> All right, guys. I like I like how you can just do that now. Rogers kind of did it today. You can say something, and then when the backlash is strong, you can say that's not what I said even though you did. And you can say, that's not how I meant it. And then who can challenge you on that? No, you said it. And it looked, it seemed like you meant it this. Well, it's not. I'm telling you, it's not. Oh, okay. We'll see how this goes. Like he may be happy with Mike McCarthy in the regular season. Jerry Jones has not won a Super Bowl since the late nineties, mid nineties, Jerry Jones reconcile with Jimmy Johnson finally. All right. And he was just on the field with all of the Super Bowl greats. Some recent greats who have not won one, but with a lot of greats, Emmett, Troy, Michael, the triplets, Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones wants another Super Bowl. The man is 81, not to be morbid, but the man is 81. What do you think Jerry Jones is more likely to do at 81? Is it hire a Jim Harbaugh or is it right out of Mike McCarthy? I feel like that answer is pretty clear. We'll see what happens. I think all these coaches that are coaching this weekend, um, the one with the most on the line, I mean, there's, there's a handful of coaches that could get fired. McDermott, if he doesn't win, if he loses to Pittsburgh, winning streak, you know, be damned, he could get fired. Nick Sirianni, I don't, he could get fired. There are options available, guys, where these coaches could get fired. Mike McCarthy, though, is at the top of that list, I think. More on that coming up. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler. Chef's here. Marco on the updates. Happy to chat with you in what is going to be, hopefully, a really good NFL weekend. We got a lot of interesting matchups. I think the Dolphins-Chiefs matchup, it is on a streaming service, which I want to talk about at some point because I know that We don't like spending money if we don't have to, and we typically haven't had to spend money. But I feel like it's like if you don't get this, you're not buying an umbrella in a rainstorm. You're not stopping the rainstorm. It's still still coming. This game is going to be on streaming no matter what. And there's a lot of people that say, I'm not going to pay, and that'll stop it. That'll show the NFL 
that we don't stand for this, what's going to happen is you're just going to miss a game. And, and maybe that's fine. I mean, it's not the Super Bowl. It's not the championship. It's not even the divisional round. It's a wild card game. Locally, you'll still be able to watch the game on an affiliate. I mean, maybe you can go somewhere, but it's also it's, it's six dollars to subscribe, and you get all of WWE's programming. So I've I've, I've already have Peacock because I pay Peacock's actually saved me money because I used to pay fifty dollars on a pay per view every two months. So I love Peacock. Don't edit that weird. Uh, Sean is in Oregon. What's up, Sean? Hey, Bart. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I respect Shep's New York confidence, but I don't think he'd realize what he's getting into with Mike Tyson. You know, <laughs> this ain't a, you're not this this ain't just a 62 year old man. This ain't some ex athlete. This isn't just some boxer. Yeah. This is heavyweight champion of the world and one of the most ferocious fighters of all time. I don't, I don't know even Shep. think I don't even think Shep could come out on top against a plate of Tyson chicken. Oh man. Because I was the guy that called in and talked to Shev about this when he was filling in on JR's show. And I brought this back up. I, I got a dig in on him last week. He did. No, Sean, that was Sean's uh, knockout punch at the end of our call. But what you guys got to understand is, like, I'm not afraid of someone two and a half years removed from 60 who doesn't take care of his body. Like, that's what it comes down to. And here's the thing. Bart, you have connections. I have connections. If Mike Tyson wants to make this happen for charity, we can do this. This is not a bit. Mike Tyson is not going to beat, beat me in a fight. Shep, if this ever happens, I want to be there so I can throw in the white towel and save your life, brother. <laughs> what, what are you, what are you, what are you, uh, Burgess Meredith? <laughs> I'm telling you what, dude, you'd be better off. This is like somebody saying they could beat uh, Michael Jordan in a pickup game. But that, but that's, like somebody... but that's different. But here's the difference, though. Here's the difference. Michael Jordan is six foot six. And Michael Jordan seems to take care of himself. Now, Stephen A. Smith wants to buddy up with Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan and have everyone know that he's friends with them. I get that. But you can still see Michael has the athletic frame. Mike Tyson has lost the athleticism. He's lost the explosiveness. Now, if Mike Tyson trains for a year, I got no shot. I'll give you that. But a right... year? An afternoon? No, no. Well, I don't know about You're that part. Standard. You could punch him in the face as hard as you could. He might spit a tooth out and smile at you. Okay. Yeah, all he yeah, needs is one shot, and you're down. That's the thing. He just needs one shot on you. Okay. I mean, you guys do realize, and I don't wish this on Mike Tyson, but there's a reason, and no. I say this really, I say this in all due respect, seriously. There's a reason why most boxers, with the exceptions of guys like Jack Dempsey, live to like 55, 60, 65 years old, because Mike Tyson's 58 years old, and he's going to be 58 soon, is more equivalent to like most people's 75 because of the beating that they take throughout their career. I respect you, brother. You got such a great confidence. Thank you. And I think you're awesome, but I want to be in there to throw the white towel because I ain't going to let nothing bad happen to you. Well, I, I appreciate that, Sean. Thank you, buddy. Have a great night. All right. Is that it, Sean? Okay, Sean. So this was a topic that you brought up on a night you were filling in? No, this is a topic I brought up with JR, and Sean didn't even want to talk about that. He wanted to talk about Jim Harbaugh to the Pats. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, but, but I guess not. Yeah. All right. Ali. Is in Atlanta. What's up? Speaking of boxers. Hey. Ali. Echo. Yeah. Maybe later. Uh, let's get to Dave in Arkansas. Dave. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dave, uh, Hey, Bart and uh, <laughs> Shep. 
you guys, I've been in sales my whole life. You guys have excellent voices. I've seen your face on the YouTube, Bart. I think both of you are going to be on TV within about five years, that you guys are the new talent. You, you both communicate extremely smooth, very well, very articulate. I've got something that I've got to run by you and see if you can handle this. Uh, I used to live in New Orleans uh, 55 years ago. I'll be 68 this coming March. And uh, my favorite team were the Packers. It was back to Bart Starr, Vince Lombardi, and uh, Boyd Dowler, Max McGee. And when Boyd Dowler and Max McGee caught a touchdown pass, they just dropped the ball over their shoulder real nonchalantly. And so obviously we're fast forwarding into a new MMA kind of football where we have uh, in New Orleans now the weekend, and this is not a story. And I'm, it's, you, you said something, Bart, that was really very prescient while ago when you said something about aliens coming at different times, because <laughs> the time back, the time back when I was little, that time where it was class, Vince Lombardi, who was much better than Belichick, was all-time greatest coach. People love Vince Lombardi. And so the thing was, it was a different era. Now you have these organizations like Tennessee, Byron Grable. They don't know what they're doing. But, but look at what happened this weekend with uh, Jameis, that this is a pretty serious thing. People think it's a joke, but in the victory formation he was the insurrectionist. He was the mutineer, not the rest of the guys. Not the, not, there's only 11 guys, not 55 guys. And so basically he decided he was going to do this, and the other guys went along with it. The thing is there were break. What he did is he, he got his coach fired. You, there's no way the ownership can keep that coach because the coach was thoroughly disrespected by Jameis. And so he goes there, never been done before, crashes the victory celebration and i mean it actually is a a minor risk factor somebody could have gotten their knee hurt something like that but it's setting a bad precedent yeah i'll bring that up a little more we're at the end of the hour dave uh but thanks for the call and i'll bring that up a little bit more here in a second um because i and i you said nice things and i don't want to change that but what i'm going to say about Jameis. but no shep and i uh, unfortunately will not be anywhere together in five years because he will be two years removed from being killed by the punch that Mike Tyson lands on him. And so it'll be very sad. (laughs) CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 